You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It is I, DJ Empath, and I got Simon Street with you tonight. And you see we're missing two guys tonight. Um, for y'all who don't know, we record our shows on Sunday, and tonight happens to be the night of the Super Bowl. So you have all type of uh, events going mm-hmm. on and taking place, and the fellas are using their PTO, Simon Street, to uh, take advantage of it. Well, they better. They better because I ain't going to be here next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, welcome, everyone who uh, who's watching us. We are live. Make sure to throw any of your comments into uh, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, or Twitch, and we'll try to get it in as we see fit. And, yes, the Super Bowl was tonight. And just to quickly get out of the way, I guess uh, congrats to the Chiefs. I, I will say um, petty call at the end. I mean, was that oh. I mean, was that really a, 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 a hold? Seriously? That was a hold. He was, he was holding the, the, it, the, the it, back it, of his shirt. No, man. it was a light grab. That's all it was. It but wasn't. It, it wasn't to a point where it was like, "Wow, he he was not able to make a play because of that." So, what did you just call that? What do you mean? What a, a light grab? Okay, a grab is a grab. It don't matter if it's light or heavy, bro. It's it, a grab. A yeah, grab but that's but yeah, but that's a man. it's a pussy call. Period. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, just saying. I'm just saying that that, that easily could have been, uh, uh, you know, if they were going to more likely was going to win anyway. Mm-hmm. But you just don't hand it to them like that. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I mean, you but know, you like know, a, yeah. But I will say this though. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I can't remember in my recent memory. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen two teams that was almost immediately stacked up even. Going yeah. into the Super Bowl, and I think everybody all expected this to be a blowout. But I gotta say, a lot of people like to talk about he the goat this, he the goat that. You know, it really is a goat. A goat is a person that it don't matter if they get hurt, it don't matter if they if Stano snaps his his damn fingers with the Infinity Gauntlet, they still gonna come through. And and Mahomes is is the coolest of all goats. I can't say that in other sports because if you look at Brady being the goat of this modern era, mm-hmm. only Mahomes is the only quarterback I can say definitively that comes close, just like basketball, and I can go into it. The, the GOAT of the NBA is Michael Jordan. LeBron James is the closest thing we'll kind of get to maybe even having a conversation, but that's a whole other conversation because, I, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I. Nevertheless, I mean, it was a good game. I would have loved to see uh, – uh, you know, Jalen Hurt um, win it, 
get a get a ring. I think he deserves MVP. I mean, he was out there putting in that work. He wasn't sit, he wasn't sitting down almost an entire quarter, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, or two quarters. Anyways, we we're not a we're not a, a sports show. We need to talk no, a little not. bit about some wrestling, wrestling that happened this past week, and um, mm-hmm. we're gonna do our show a little bit different. You know, most of the time we have our segments, being that it's just uh, us two. Uh, we'll keep this real light. Uh, as we, we know, the biggest thing coming up is the Elimination Chamber, so everything is is moving towards that. And, of course, the biggest of them all is about WrestleMania that's coming up as well. So um, with Raw, Simon Street, the only thing for me out of everything that really stood out to me was Cody and Paul Heyman's uh, promo segment. Uh, mm. That was, again, a masterpiece um, if anybody want to know how do you grab the attention of fans in this, uh, I'll call it a sport, uh, that we enjoy watching, this is how you do it. You have Cody really, uh, you know, getting personal, letting us know that at some point in his childhood, they were poor. They almost had, they had nothing in their account. And Paul Heyman came and, and in many ways seemed to kind of rescue them by uh, uh, giving uh, Dusty a, a chance. And just watching Paul's face, I mean, he seems like, I mean, again, this could be acting. I mean, as always acting, but to the point where it almost seemed like it was some sincere, um, uh, Emotion that was coming from that entire segment, right? And then mm-hmm. you reverse it, and Paul Heyman is 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 giving credit to, uh, you know, yes, what happened, what Dusty, but how what Cody has done since he's been back, and and of course Cody is really getting emotional as well. But this is when they grab you, right? This is when Paul hits you with that stinger. And pretty much tells Cody, look, you were your father's favorite son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Roman is the son he always wanted. Boy, when he said that, mm-hmm. I tell you, I was like, sign me up. I, 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 I know I've been holding back on getting these tickets because um, I know I'm going to get uh, hit up the head just because I didn't get them on time. I'm about to go through yeah. a, an agency. But you know what? Just yeah. go ahead and hit me on the head because when you watch a promo like that, I'm already ready to get to this main event. I, I don't know, man. That I mean, out of everything on that show, that's really what stood out to me was that promo. Uh, what was your take on that if you saw that part? And maybe you even had a bigger highlight on Raw that, you know, that stood out for you. Well, I'll touch a little bit on that one, just just a little bit. Yeah. You, you did a fine job, so it's not much I can't add, but I will <laughs> add this. Sure. I'll add that, you know, um, reports say that Paul Heyman was not scheduled to be on Raw. Mm, and okay. then it was a last minute. Now, again, I don't have anything to substantiate those claims, but a lot of the sources and the interwebs said yeah. that. And I find it interesting because, you know, the, the amount of trust that they have, obviously, with Cody Rhodes and, and obviously Paul Heyman, um, sheer large yeah. and they did not disappoint us and obviously they did this disappoint uh you know uh you know creative let's put it that way sure so with that it's great because at the end of the day you gotta realize you needed something to kind of capture um 
for all intents and purposes, something to look forward to past Elimination Chamber. Because as we know, it's going to be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, right? Yeah. So you, you needed some kind of way, you know, for Cody to say, hey, I'm here. And right there, he said, oh, you didn't have to go and make it personal. So, you know, it, it's going to be a whole nother level. And it's great because, you know, now you look at it as, okay, almost indefinitely. And it sucks a little bit because I looked at it as, okay, you're going to say that. But but what if Sammy pulls off a miracle, mm-hmm. right, in the, in, in the elimination? But besides that, another thing that I liked really when we talking about promos and highlights in, uh, you know, WWE is, man, uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix. First and foremost, Beth Phoenix looks so goddamn good. Edge, you are <laughs> one lucky ass man. That woman is, is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just be honest with you. Yeah. And she'll and she'll tear your ass up in the ring, which makes it even better. Right. The cool thing is, is that promo he hit was for our age, man. He said <laughs> that Finn Balor looked like a dollar a dollar store uh, Jamiroquai. <laughs> He yeah. told everybody, go look it up. <laughs> right right. <before> insanity. <laughs> yep. He was talking about uh how 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 uh Dom basically uh you know dropping his dropping his drawers in the penitentiary. He was eating them up, man, on the mic. So it's always good to see it uh him have a good time. Right. Uh other highlights that I really liked in, in Raw, since we're talking about Raw, is uh, you know, really, man, that uh, you know, whole thing that went down, like I don't think people are talking about it. And, and that is uh, pulling it up right here on my notes because I had to get with Angelo Dawkins and Damian Priest. Ah, I really thought that that was a really good match, and a lot of people, you know, again, I've been looking at Angelo Dawkins. He's been having some good highlights the last couple of weeks on Raw, absolutely. And uh, you know, so I mean, again, but Damian Priest and him work so well together. I would have paid to see that. You know who I won't pay to see? Mm-hmm. I won't pay to see your boy, Happy Corbin. I ain't going to pay to see you because I was only watching him recently because of JBL. But now JBL says, screw that shit. I ain't going to watch it. So, uh, you know, I know I said more than just what I said, but those are the highlights that I have from this for, for Monday Night Raw. Okay. Um, let me move over then quickly then to uh, NXT. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so the only thing I will speak on that is – Another segment that I want to talk about, and this was between Wesley and J.D. McDonough. I, I've been talking about that J.D. is still sort of new to me in terms of I don't know his previous career. I learned about him as he started his career with NXT. They have built him up to uh, be this guy that have all types of moves that can hurt you, that can uh, cause you to be uh motionless he he can he can do things uh i don't know with two fingers just touch your shoulders and it just goes limp i mean you know all types of things he and then of course he talks like he's a badass despite the fact that you know i mean he's not a big guy he's not a tall guy but he comes off as a person that seems like he's very serious in what it is he's talking about so they built J.D. Madonna right, and and he he had this impromptu uh, session with Wesley, which created a match, and I and I'm all about Wesley uh, right now. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I like the idea of him being uh, the North American champion, but I am questioning: Are they building? And I could be wrong on this, but I'm wondering if they. Uh, you know, are they building uh, J- 
J.D. McDonough correctly. And my only thing about that is, and maybe I've just, I, I would have to double check. I just feel like I've seen him um, take more L's. And maybe, like I say, I, I, I'm wrong because sometimes I miss some of NXT. But it seems like sometimes I see, I see him take a little bit more L's than I see him take W's. And if that is truly the case, I'm, I don't know why. Now, in case of what Wesley, he should have took the L. But in terms of his overall matches that he have on a weekly basis, there should definitely be a little bit more uh, W's in there. And I don't know. It, do, you find, do you find yourself seeing that he is winning more and maybe I'm just not catching it? Or are you seeing that he is taking a bunch of losses when he fights? Well, he's definitely taking a bunch of losses. Uh, he he lost his past uh, NXT to uh, Carmelo Hayes, right? You know, yeah. So I mean, but you know, I, I don't know. My take on some of those is I look at okay. L- l- let's just look at it maybe in a different perspective. Like I'm looking right? at, I'm just happened to pull up on some matches here. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. So he he lost yeah, to Carme- yeah. Carmelo. Now yes, he though, now he had a, it was match, a great match. He had a match back in January. He did uh, beat Andre Chase in that. But then in December he lost to Julius Creed, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then he beat the following week Brutus Creed. But this is probably where I got caught up on the fall, from December from November through December he lost to Grayson, uh, Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz was in a four way. JD was part of uh, Julius Creed, Apollo Cruz one on one, Cedric Alexander. So he took a lot of losses, and that's probably when I was catching some of it. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering if. If they're if they're building him, correct. Well, that's all. And that's what I was gonna say. Let's look at this in another perspective, right? Yeah. So when you think of JD McNutter, like this dude right here is dangerous, and he's always, at least in my eyes, in my perspective, is that he is your X factor. Every one of those, almost every one of those matches you saw, those people really didn't just easily wipe over him like like a mop to a floor. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. They really went through some shit, and that's how they build it. They build them right now. Yeah, you you are a threat in a match, right? I'm gonna make you think about me. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not just gonna wipe over me, right? However, you got to be the elite. So at the end of the day, he's somebody that that for right now, for all intents and purposes, is helping on the reverse end of helping other talent. Right. Talent that they trying to build got to go through him. Yeah. I mean, because because I really honestly look at it in the sense of, OK, uh, you know, this this past week with, with Hayes and McDonough, like, man, it, that was a good match. It was really good. And it helped to really uh, continue to, to showcase Hayes. A lot of people say Hayes don't need that match. Well, Hayes kind of does, because we all know Hayes's trajectory is to go to the main roster eventually. Right. OK, and competition is a lot stiff, way stiffer than it was two years ago when we was making fun, talking about, uh, you know, NXT had a better roster. So if they coming up, they gracing, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the upper roster. But in this situation, a lot of these NXT cats that's coming up here right now, that's in the conversation to come to the main roster. Man, the climate up there is stiff. What, so uh, why would you not go through McDonald's? True that. True that. Um, did you have any highlights uh, right quick of any NXT you want to throw out there? Well, I actually did, did did have a couple of highlights that I thought were really, really good. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. One of the best matches that I saw was Pretty Deadly versus Chase U. 
Man, oh, yeah. Chase U is building up some momentum, bro. They and, are. And, and again, I'm only saying it from my perspective because I didn't really look at them in that light six months ago. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Was they entertaining? Oh, 100%. Some of their best, uh, you know, uh, you know, stuff that they were doing, vignettes and promos and stuff like that, and, and stuff they were doing with the Chase U University was cool. But man, you really are starting to see, you know, in these last, what, you know, with, with Vengeance Day, obviously. And the match that they had with, with, you know, for the tag teams. But even before that, man, they're a very formidable tag team. And them going up against Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly is elite, in, as far as my concern. Elite in uh, a tag team in NXT. So Chase U is here. Yeah. And you, you better get your caps and gowns together because this team is white hot. And they eventually, or you're going to be seeing them with some tag team belts across their waist real soon. Yeah. Um, another big thing, and it's the thing that a lot of people was talking about, uh, ding dong, hello. <laughs> wow, man. Why you had to do my girl Gigi Dolan like that? Right. First and foremost, I ain't no disrespect to the whole thing. I thought it was cool, right? But man, I ain't no Juicy uh, or JC Jane was like that, though. Out of all of toxic attraction, I never really looked at JC Jane like that. Mm-hmm. She was really on some, some, some really deep hill shit. So shout out to her for digging deep on some vindictive shit. Yeah. And man, Gigi Dolan, did you see she really, she got all of that boot. She did. All of that boot, all of that door. Ding dong, but that <laughs> door didn't really didn't really help her at no, all. No, not at I all. I think she hit the door now too. Right, exactly. All right, cool, man. Uh, I saw all I had for uh, NXT. Um, anything's really stood out to you from SmackDown? I know we got a chance to see. Uh, we the biggest thing with that was was uh, Jay was going to show up for his match against uh, Braun and Ricochet and and of course he he eventually did show up but but then you know Paul Heyman got the working in the back and you know seeing what's kind of going on and got with the Tribal Chief and end up telling Jimmy hey you and Jay are going to be staying home for their Elimination Chamber match wow. Um, so that's pretty much just going to make it as of right now, just Sammy and Roman. And before that, yeah. and, and then before, uh, you know, Paul made that, that announcement, it looked like Sammy was maybe hoping that, uh, Jay maybe could play a part in whatever he was going to do. So this is really interesting. Um, this is definitely, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm seeing, but this is going to be interesting how they're going to play this out for Elimination Chamber. Uh, that was that whole thing on SmackDown was just seeing how that was going to come about. Was Jay going to show? Once he showed, what was going to happen? And and now we got something to look out for uh, coming next week. Well, you know what? I, I, I will tell you with regards to that. I, again, when you think that storytelling can't go no deeper in WWE in regards to the bloodline, Sammy Zayn, uh, you see more and more layers and just creative ways of telling a story. First and foremost, you started off SmackDown with the wise man. Again, as if he is Rumpelstiltskin sweeping gold. I mean, come on, man. He, <laughs> right. sets, he sets the playing field each and every time to make sure he lets it know, prefacing his conversation that he had with Cody, but mostly talking about Sammy Zayn, giving him credits and dues. And I like how he does this. This is, this is his um, his cadence that he does, right? He builds up and gives credit to the people, 
to only let you know who the mountain is, and that is the tribal chief. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. And so he's done that, and he's labeled him as dangerous. He's labeled Sami Zayn as that. But you're right. When it comes down to, uh, you know, uh, Jay finally coming down, I like how they left that hanging like that. Uh, because at the end of the day, blood is thicker than water, and, and ain't, ain't no bond bigger than a brother. I am my brother's keeper. Yeah. And when you live that mantra like the, the Usos do, on everything. And that's why Jay said, man, I got you. Day one, 100 yeah. percent. Right. Just like Paul Heyman said, it, you know, right. Sharing the womb. So I'm saying at the end of the day, it's cool. The interaction between Jay and, and Sammy, because at the end of here's something I can only take peace from my life. I know some of the people that I ain't really see eye with, but I respect them. Yeah. Because we got into a conflict, and at the end of it all, I wasn't going to give up ground. You wasn't going to give up ground. You put your heart into the conflict, I put my heart into the conflict. And that is basically what this story is telling. Two men that recognize each other. So when Sammy says, I I recognize you, I acknowledge you, it wasn't just a play on words because the tribal chief demands everybody acknowledge him. It's right. because I see you as a man. I see you as my equal. I see you as my brother. And at the end of the day, man, it's going to be great because come Elimination Chamber, you better believe Tribal Chief might have gave the orders. But I have a true feeling that a real man is going to step up to the plate and do the right thing. Because mm. you know Solo going to bust through there. And at the end of the day, I'm my, I'm my brother's keeper and you my younger brother. He might be the Tribal Chief, but we come from the same family. So I don't know. That's, that's what I want to say as far as like... Uh, you know, with regards to that, some other highlights that I really liked with, with mm -hmm. SmackDown was um, shout out to, uh, you know, uh, what a great, great, great opportunity that uh, your, your boy's about to have when he get his chest lit up by uh, Gunther. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's, that, what's that young boy's name? He, he, he at the end of the night, what's his name? Oh, man, I can't think of. Oh, that's right. Mad Cap. Oh, Mad Cap. Gonna yeah. get, he he going to get beat. But you never know. He's somebody else that WWE's putting a lot of stock into, and he has a beautiful Emma right by his side. So you never know. But I don't think he's gonna take the belt off of the ring general. It ain't finna happen. Yeah, I don't think so um, either. But at least he's a big guy, you know. So now we could kind of have somewhat a little bit more matched. I mean, although that Ricochet match was really awesome, when you when you see the the whole David versus Goliath type setup, you're going, yeah. I mean, I get it, but. Gunther is gonna whoop, gonna come out notorious in the end. With Madcap, yes, more likely he still will come out notorious, but it's not going to look like that when they're face to face. It look, it will look like Madcap's got a chance, you know. So mm, that, that that that's gonna be tough, though. I mean, you know, one thing we ain't talking about though, which was interesting, we talking about SmackDown, right? And this is something I'm surprised you didn't bring up, man. With all the love you got for Shayna, look like Ronda and Shayna, they. They're going to go hunting for some belts. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen down the road. More and more every time I see them two together. It, 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 let's just put it out here. To not do it makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. For all the times, and I'm not taking away from damage control, because damage control, for all intents and purposes, uh, just like other people have held the titles, is actually a legit tag team, right? Right. Okay? Both of them were tag team contenders in NXT. They came together, so it makes sense organically. But these two... These badass bitches? Yes, I said bitches because they are the baddest of bitches. They'll whoop your ass, my ass, everybody else's ass. Yeah. I'd love to see them be a tag team, grab them tag team belts, and keep them. 
and dare somebody to come over and say, I'm going to take your arm off. So I know you've talked about what, what's your take on them? Do you see more and more each each uh, SmackDown, how that's going to come into fruition? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't mind having them as a tag team. They would definitely be dominant. And I don't know who would ever take the belts off for them. If they do, I mean, it uh, once again have to be some dumbed down match that we'll have to be that we have to force to believe is um, more talented than them. Uh, my ultimate and, and and real matchmaking will is the idea of seeing them go against each other, and uh, and I and I'm sure you know that will eventually uh, happen, but um, but I, I want the old Shayna back, and not just the old Shayna. I actually want her with the title. I want her to be NXT, you know, champion uh, uh, Shayna, you know, where locker rooms were afraid of her type deal. Now, I know we're probably not going to really get that, uh, being that, you know, most of these women are, are now like, you know, they all play the persona of, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a tough chick, so I'm not going to be scared of nobody, but... But ultimately, I think I like Shayna in that in that role. So hopefully, we we see that uh, down the road. And like I say, um, I said it once to add. Um, uh, uh, what's the what's the old girl man who's been um, that's been beefing with Charlotte? Oh, you're talking about? Oh, um, um, yeah. Um, Hold on, it's gonna be on the tip of your tongue. Hold on, man. You're talking about Rhea Ripley. You're talking about Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea. Well, Rhea, but before yeah. Rhea, before Rhea though. Before, before Rhea. Rhea was uh what you call Sonya Deville? Yeah, Sonya. Couldn't think of her. Jesus. Yeah. Sonya? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they just, just got to build Sonya right. I think I think to have the ultimate Sonya uh uh Shayna and Ronda style match. You're talking you're putting uh, wrestling and MMA style together, I, I think would just be uh, phenomenal. So, but they got to. Let me ask you this question. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Let me ask you this question before before we move on to the next one, right? Yeah. Um, getting back to Ronda and Shayna. Now, I know you watched NXT back in the day, and I'm seeing a lot of relevancy of what was happening in NXT with a lot of people who are now in the main roster, right? Mm-hmm. Raquel uh, uh, Gonzalez, right? Um, you're having that with damage control, right? They're, they're giving credence, right? Mm-hmm. So you remember who uh, who Shayna Baszler was bullying the shit out of in NXT? Uh, Dakota You Kai. remember that shit? Dakota Kai. Yeah. She holding the bell right now. That's why, that's for me, maybe it's just me with my popcorn. I really want this. You know how we are. We, we get to sure. be smart bookers and shit. But I'm saying, wouldn't that be live? Because you could take so much material from that right yeah and really have it because at the end of the day damage control right now are holding the belts by hook or crook or whatever but they really got you know the juice yeah. but i would love to see them build ronda and Shayna strong now you said something about sonya and here's the thing i want to ask you about this do you see her more in a pedigree of a tag team maybe getting joined with somebody else um in forming like an alliance or do you see her as a possibility for a single contendership, really kind of keep going for this gold, even though she working out backroom deals or whatever the hell she's doing. All right, let me answer this one, and then I'll jump over to uh, Impact Wrestling because we are, our our time is beginning to get real short. <laughs> okay, you're right. We, we haven't even talked about AEW at all. I know, and I'm gonna leave that for you because I don't mm-hmm. watch it. <laughs> I, I, I did watch a little bit of it today, uh, this weekend. It was fire. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, 
the reality is I would like to see her on a on a solo run. But the reality of it is, I mean, they got I mean, Charlotte's gonna be holding that belt for a while, and I feel when she does give it up, somehow it's gonna end up end back end up back with Rhonda, maybe Shayna, but uh I don't see Sonya ever having that that opportunity to actually, you know, be up to win it. So she might in in, in that she might be better being in a uh, in a tag team. But I would like to personally see her solo uh, doing that. All right, let me quickly. I just want to mention one thing about Impact, and and this is really talking more about their show they have coming up in Vegas. No surrender, right? Mm-hmm. And um, be here in two weeks. I think it's the weekend of the 24th, 25th, 26th. Let me uh, just make sure. Yep, that's correct. So anyway, uh, the big match is going to be Rich Swan and Josh Alexander. And I just wanted to talk about uh, uh, a thought I have, a, just a quick theory on that one. They ran a couple of promos, and they still got another, they have still have another week that they can run promos, but they ran a promo. I was confused why they're running uh, two faces in this particular match. And they ran this video of Rich showing how he's pretty much held the company up during the time of the pandemic. And, you know, he never got a chance to get his real shine because also of the pandemic. So there was no audience. There was no fanfare. There wasn't anything. But, you know, he still got a chance to represent the brand. And and Josh is always a good guy. He's willing to... uh, See that, yeah, he, he he's earned his way and he thinks he deserve it. But I think Rich is going, I think the trick is, I'm predicting is Rich is going to go heel after losing to Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 what benefit that would do, I'm not sure uh, for that. But I don't see, I don't see handshaking at the very end. I think Rich is going to be, upset that he was not able to get this job done where he feels that uh, he should have. And then kind of watching the way they were doing the promo, they're building it up as in a, uh, he's building it up as he deserves to be champion. And, you know, and, and that will happen during this match because of that attitude. I think he, he might end up turning uh, they got to do something. It's, it can't be just a friendly match and they shake hands at the end. I think Rich end up turning. It's not going to mean anything, but maybe at least they could create some different storylines uh, with him uh, with that. So I just want to throw that out there. If I'm right, I'll know. I'll be at the show, right, just to see it and be like, bam, I called it. But that's my only thing about Impact. They ran some good uh, promo videos, and I think we'll see a turning of Rich. Now, I know for some people, they'd be like, oh, I don't care. Who is that? You know, but – but us Impact fans out there, the few of us who who like watching it, uh, I think they would um, take into that. So we'll see. AEW though, Simon Street, anything good? Well, I got a chance to actually watch some AEW, and it's funny too because I did not, I spaced it that since Steve wasn't gonna be here, so I was gonna be like, "Yo, bro, I saw your show, man, and this shit was fire." Every yeah. time I decide to watch it, it's always at its top quality, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And so I, got, I watched a lot of the shows, a couple of highlights, because I know we're running low on time. But, you know, uh, uh, Takashita versus MJF was mm-hmm. good. 
it was a good match, man. And um, like I said, I'm going to be upfront for everybody. I don't watch AEW all the time, but when I do watch it, I do it, watch it from, from front to cover, and it was really, really good. MJF, Takashita, really good. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of uh, like like matches with Takashita, but, man, this dude can go. And for him to be, to me, for seeing him really for the first time, honestly, top top competitor. And MJF looked really good, too. And, boy, he's, he's starting to look extra cut, extra prime time. So that's one thing. The next thing that I said was, was a really good match that I really, really liked a lot was the uh, – Daniel Bryanson and Roosh. That uh, was a good match. Of course, mm -hmm. Daniel Bryanson looked like somebody just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but that's just how he is, man. But he 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 defeated Roosh. Yeah. And that was a good match, man. To where I was just watching. And this usually when Sin City Steve would come in and tell me how, how long the match was and everything, because it seemed like that match went on for a long time. I felt like I was watching a Rocky movie. Like, it was just going on for a long time. Right. Uh, and then last but not least, another good match that I saw, too, was AEW Trios champion, the Elite versus AR Fox and Top Flight. Man, I don't know much about AR Fox and Top Flight, mm -hmm. but, man, them young boys got the juice. Yeah. They was, man, I mean, again, it, got, it always gets me excited. So I always like to share my perspective with AEW because I really just don't get enough time. There's so much wrestling to watch, so I go what I know, but... Man, I don't mind ever taking a chance on AEW. So I say that to anybody who doesn't really watch AEW. Take an opportunity to watch them. Trust me, it's not as bad as Michael says it is. It really isn't <laughs> at all. They do some things a little ass backwards. But, man, it's like ass backwards. But we went to a house party, and the cave didn't get there for another two hours. But the party was popping, and it was cool. AEW style. All right, man. No doubt we are uh, We're going to get out of this podcast because we got to get ready to record our three count. If you're watching us live now, thank you for hanging out with us. Shout out to the uh, Rob Noxious podcast that was hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And um, feel free every Sunday. We're on 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We do our our uh, wrestling talk and then we go right into three count. So uh, for those who are watching, uh, we're going to end this show and get ready for three count. For those who listening on the podcast, we're available on every platform you can almost think of. So if you like Apple, if you like Spotify, you know, if you are an Amazon podcast listener, or I mean, there's just tons of them. Uh, just look us up. More likely, we are there. Just put in Vegas Bad Boys with a Z, and we should uh, pop up. So with that, we'll see you back next week. We should have the whole game back. And, um, and then we'll do it all over again, all right? So until then, that's our wrestling talk. Take care. See you later. Peace out. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. <laughs>